So, it's nice to be here at the new Hare Krishna temple of Mukjan Yatra. Uh, my congratulations to all of you who have made this possible. Can, I, can everyone hear me? That's the next question. Yes. Okay. Srila Prabhupada called this the Hare Krishna movement. And we see a lot of movement. Let's hear. Do you want? Do we have? Do you want? My, do we have a mic? Rama, 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 Rama,
I hope he tells us because I'm not going I'm not going to admit that I don't know. <laughs> yes, a prediction is a statement about something in the future. We can predict that the moon the sun is going to rise tomorrow morning. And we can be fairly sure. Maybe not hundred percent sure, but reasonably sure. The sun will rise tomorrow. We might make predictions about the weather. Hearing? Not? Perhaps you should sit closer. Front row seat. There we go. Now, now you've got a front row seat. Now you have a front row seat. Now you can understand? Exposed. Okay. So, so um, I'm just saying that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made a prediction, and we see the prediction coming true. It, what has been predicted actually happens. Um, but we can say, well, we have still a lot to do to fulfill or to realize that prediction. I don't know if anyone is following what I'm saying. <laughs> You're following? Yeah. <laughs> yes? Okay, good. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> um, so that's on the external side of the idea of movement, externally expanding the Krishna consciousness, uh, the presence of Krishna in our society, in the world. And then there's internal movement. And here we're thinking in terms of a, a movement of our consciousness. We might want to speak of a, a transformation, some sort of deeper change in our way of seeing ourselves, our way of seeing others, our way of seeing the world, and ultimately of seeing, being conscious of the presence of the Lord. So, external, internal, Hare Krishna movement. And then we have, externally, we have within the Hare Krishna movement, various kinds of movement. One is changing our address from one side of Munich to another side of Munich. That's also the Hare Krishna movement. 
So I wanted to express appreciation that the Hare Krishna movement is going on in Munich, uh, despite despite all of the challenges. And to appreciate all of you who are keeping it going, keeping the movement. What kind of movement? Yeah, well, that's what we're discussing. Yes. Yeah, Christian movement? No. Krishna. Ah, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Krishna. I understand. Hare Krishna. I understand. Good. You're in a Krishna temple. It sounds like Christian. I'm sorry. Well, there's some connection. It's not better to understand. Yeah. So, um, so this internal movement is something which Krishna is speaking about very much in the Bhagavad Gita. And in the, uh, in the first chapter and also in the beginning, especially of the second chapter, there's a lot of reference to seeing and not seeing. And it starts with the fact that the initial question given by Dhritarashtra uh, when he asks Sanjaya, Dharma Kshetre, Kuru Kshetre, Samaveta, Yudsava, Mamaka, Pandavas, Chaiva, Kim, <coughs> Akurvata, Sanjaya. So, who is asking the question, Dhritarashtra? What is Dhritarashtra's condition? Dhritarashtra is blind. He's been blind since birth. That's another topic. We won't go into it. <laughs> but my point is, if you read the first chapter carefully, you'll notice there's a lot of discussion about seeing and not seeing. And it continues in uh, the beginning of the second chapter. In particular, Arjuna is um, asking Krishna for guidance to see, to understand. So here, seeing is about understanding. Nahi prapashami mamapanu yachokamu choshanam indriyanam. He says, uh, after asking Krishna to be his guide, avatya bhuma asapatnam rintam rajam suranam api cha adipatyam. I, I can find no means to drive away this grief. Grief, you know what grief is? Everyone know what grief is? What is grief? Still huh? Still 
extreme sorrow. Okay, that's a nice way of explaining. Thank you. Yes. He says, I can't drive this away. Why? Why he cannot drive away this grief? What is the grief about? The grief is about the situation that he is in. He's about to be fighting in a great battle. There's going to be uh, death. And he knows that he, as a very powerful warrior, is going to be killing so many soldiers. And he's anticipating, he's predicting what's going to happen. And he says, I, I don't know what to do about this. Um, <clears throat> and the word he uses is pasham, na pashami. I do not see. I do not see what is to be done. We're all in a similar condition of not seeing what is to be done. Every day we have to make so many decisions for ourselves. A lot of decisions are made for us. <laughs> uh, but still, we have to make so many decisions for ourselves. And we don't know what is going to be the consequence of our decisions. We cannot predict. There's an ocean of um, not knowing. I don't want to say ignorance, but a kind of not knowing. We are surrounded by an ocean of not knowing. That's our situation. So, Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, he's uh, giving direction how to how to make a, a change so that we can see. And it's not so much about what we want to see, it's more about who we want to see. <laughs> There's a wonderful verse in the Brahma Samhita. Brahma Samhita is a, the fifth chapter. It's mainly prayers to Krishna, who is also known as Govinda. One of the prayers, I'll get back to what I'm saying now, but a little detour. Today, we are told, is Ganesha Chaturthi. Yeah? Anyone here from Maharashtra? Yes? So, big festivals going on today. <laughs> Ganesha Chaturthi, especially on this day, is celebrated uh, in Maharashtra, in Mumbai. Uh, the we understand Ganesha as servant of Govinda. Yadha Pallava Yugam Minidaya Kumbhadvambe Pranama Samaye Saganari Raja Vignandi Hantamalamasya Jagatrayasya Govinda Madhusham Tamaham Jami. Yes, that he is always, Lord Ganesha is always. Uh, bowing uh, before Lord Govinda 
and um, he is thereby removing obstacles. Ganesha is famous for being an obstacle remover. So if you're feeling some <laughs> obstacles in your spiritual life, today is your chance to get special blessings from Ganesha as the servant of Govinda to remove whatever obstacle is there, or we might want to say whatever obstacle we think is there. We may think there's an obstacle, but it's not really an obstacle. Okay, back to my point, Krishna, sorry, um, Lord Brahma says in another prayer, Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilochanena Santasadaiva Prida Yeshu Vilokayanti Yam Shama Sundaram Achintya Guna Swarupam we're worshipping Govinda who is always seen, and this is our theme we're talking about seeing, um, is always seen, Santa, by the saints. Santa, Sada. Sada means what? Means always. Santa, Sadaiva. Where do they see the Lord? Hrida Yeshu, in their hearts. Of course, this doesn't mean the physical muscle which is pumping blood so much as it means the core of our being, the core of our existence, the core of what what is valuable and what, what is meaningful in our lives. And they, they see the Lord, why or how? Prema Anjana Churita. Bhakti Vilochana. Uh, their, their eyes, Vilochana, are, uh, are powdered or smeared, Churita, by an Anjana, by a lotion. What sort of lotion? What sort of, uh, yeah, lotion? Prema, Prema Anjana. <laughs> Prema means love. Love for the Lord. Premanjana Churita Bhakti Because their eyes have been smeared with uh, uh, this nice uh, lotion, you can say, a love lotion, love potion. Santa Sadaiva Hridayesha Vilokayanti. And when they look in, the, in their hearts, what do they see? Do they just see some light, uh, some glow? Uh, do they just feel some nice soft vibration, or some energy? Or... No. Yang Shyama Sundaram Achintyaguna Swarupa. They see the Lord whose Swarupa, whose very, uh, whose essential form, Swarupa, his own form, uh, is 
constituted of something inconceivable, but is nonetheless a form. And how is that described? Shama Sunda. Shama means what is Shama? Hard to define Shama. Shama is, uh, I think the best comparison is with rain clouds. When the dark rain clouds are coming, which are especially welcome in India after a long, hot, dry period, there's <clears throat> coming the dark, the dark rain clouds, and then of course the rain comes. And those dark rain clouds, they bring with them promise, uh, a promise of regeneration. And uh, that feeling of that promise of regeneration mixed with the sight of those clouds or caused by these dark clouds, that gives the sense of the form of Krishna as Shamasunda, who is Govinda. So, the point is, the whole Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is giving direction as a friend, as a friend. He is Arjuna's friend. And similarly, and he says also, he's not on, he, he tells us in the end of the fifth chapter uh, that he's not only Arjuna's friend. What does he say at the end of chapter five? Famous verse? Yes. He's the friend of all. Yes. What's the Sanskrit? You know? Very good. Yes. We got it. It's, this is team. This is teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> Collective memory. <laughs> so, and the word is surit. Surit is, there's different words in Sanskrit for friend. One is mitra. Mitra is a good friend. Uh, bandhu is more like a relative. You are... You're just bound by your fa family relationship. That's bundle. Uh, there's also sakka and saki. A male is sakka and a female is saki. Um, they're like, yes, very close associates. But surat has a sense of being really we say in English, bosom friends. <laughs> it means uh, we're together. We, we do this together. <laughs> Very strong friendship. Suhridam Sarvabhutanam. That should be good news for us. Krishna is there. He's our friend. He's not just some like so many friends coming and going. Fair weather, you know this expression, fair, fair weather friend. A fair weather friend is a friend when things are going well. 
But when there's trouble, where are they? They're gone. But we don't want that kind of friend. Krishna says, no, I'm not a fair-weather friend. I'm an all-weather friend. <laughs> I'm an all-weather friend. Um, yeah, so this is what Krishna's doing, particularly with Krishna's with his instructions in Bhagavad Gita. So all I'm trying to say is um, don't be afraid of don't be afraid of reading Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> it's um, words from a good friend. And they're good words which you may be surprised to find are actually applying apply to your life. It takes a bit of it takes a bit of effort uh, to to open up, to listen, to hear Krishna's um, directions for us. It takes a little effort. We have to we have to listen carefully. Krishna is there and he's speaking to us, but we have to be able to tune in. You know this expression? Like a radio. You turn, turn the knob to get the, the signal. Yeah, so this is what Krishna's doing. Uh, Krishna, of course, we can think about also his seeing. So Arjuna is saying, I don't see what to do. Nahi prapashami mamatmi. In contrast, there's Krishna, and Krishna sees um, very nicely. If we will. A nice way to remember that Krishna sees is to remember Lord Jagannath. Jagannatha Swami. What is that prayer? <clears throat> o Jagannatha Swami, Nayana Patagami Bhavatu Me. Let me, uh, let it happen, Bhavatu, let it happen for me. <clears throat> that I come into the line of your vision. In other words, let me be seen by you. That's a nice prayer when the Ratayatra is going on. You had Ratayatra recently, didn't you? Was nice? Yes. So, um, we, we sing, Jagannatha Swami Nayana Patagami Baba Tume. Oh Lord, please be in the line of, not that I see you so much as you see me. Let me be seen by you. Srila Prabhupada's spiritual master, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, um, often made this point. We have a nice picture of him here on the wall. This was one of his kind of favorite points or messages that uh, he would make is don't try to see God 
rather uh, act in such a way that God will be pleased to see you. And what did that mean in practice? That meant engaging in devotional service. Srila Prabhupada, our Srila Prabhupada, would emphasize um, rather than just translating the word bhakti as devotion, which is not wrong, uh, and it's commonly the way uh, bhakti is translated, devotion, but Srila Prabhupada would sort of uh, give the purport <laughs> of devotion within his translation. And in this case, he said, bhakti means devotional service. <laughs> so if we want to be seen by the Lord. And this was the example, or one of the important examples of this described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, during the Ratha Yatra, in the beginning of Ratha Yatra, uh, King Prataparudra takes a broom and sweeps. He sweeps in front of the cart. Uh, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sees this service and he is very pleased. And because he is pleased, he uh, makes himself accessible. He, uh, becomes he becomes a friend of the king. Did you know that the present king of Puri visited Germany? Yeah, two times. Uh, and one time he came to Singachalam together with the queen and uh, their, um, their life members of his <laughs> And uh, they came, and it was uh, just an ordinary weekday, I think. And um, it happened to be my turn to give the morning Bhagavatam class. So I, you know, sat there and gave class. And they sat and listened, sitting on the floor as you were all sitting, very hungry. And then, maybe it was two, three years later, they came to Berlin. And it just so happened <laughs> that it was the day of Ratha Yatra in Berlin. He would. On Kurfürstendamm. And he first came to the temple. I don't think his wife was with him. And uh, Gajapati Maharaj, he's addressed as. And we said, Maharaj, this is wonderful. You are here. You can sweep the street in front. <laughs> and he was very humble. He said, I'm very sorry, but it's strictly forbidden for me to do this service outside of Puri. If I would be seen to do this, if, you know, any videos would come back or whatever, to Puri, he said, I would be in big trouble. Hmm, okay. 
And then he said, the person who should do this uh, should be the, the local leader of the city, the mayor, the mayor of Berlin. <laughs> we had invited the mayor of Berlin, but he graciously declined. He didn't come. <clears throat> but Jagat... Uh, um, Gajapati Maharaj attended the, the Rathyatra and he walked along Kurfürstenda and he walked barefoot. Because that's actually proper. Um, we all have our tennis shoes and our <laughs> clod hoppers, whatever. Um, and he, he, he was very paka. Anyway, the point is that Lord Chaitanya was very pleased because he saw that the king, despite being the king, you could say, took this lowest position of service. And that tradition goes on. They still do. You can see videos on YouTube. Uh, the, the king always does that service, but he doesn't do it on the road anymore. He does it up on the carts. He goes around the carts one after the other. It takes quite some time. Um, but again, the point is that the, the Lord was pleased to see that. And therefore, he revealed himself. So yeah, the Lord sees. Uh, what does he see? Well, he sees everything. And this could be a cause for anxiety. Imagine a system of surveillance, cameras everywhere, watching your every move. Doesn't sound like it's very pleasurable, does it? Somebody watching you. But in the case of Krishna, yes, he's watching, but he's, he's our best friend. So he actually wants the best for us. Now this brings up a, an interesting uh, detail in Krishna's pastimes that I wanted to uh, reflect on with you together. And that is the famous moment When Krishna, as a baby, was visited by the witch Putana, you may know about this. This was uh, one of the many wizards that comes had sent uh, to attempt to kill Krishna because. Um, it was predicted that Kamsa would be killed by the eighth child. Now the eighth child, eighth child has appeared. Let's kill him before he kills us. That was Kamsa's logic. And so he sends uh, various mm, wizards, various mm, demons, various monsters, uh, some of them, or perhaps all of them, being shape-shifters. 
able to change their form. Um, and Putana in particular was a K Chari. Uh, she could fly through the sky. <laughs> Oops. And uh, she also could uh, take whatever, whatever form she wished. Uh, yes, she is Chara Charatmasa. No, that's something else. Yeah, so, so Putana enters into Braja and everyone thinks, oh, what a beautiful lady. So beautiful, so charming. Maybe she's Lakshmi Devi. And they were so stunned by her who came in in a sort of as if she knows what she's doing. So it wasn't, uh, she didn't hesitate at all. So they all, everyone kind of thought, well, somebody must know who she is. Anyway, okay, let her come. <laughs> uh, when somebody acts like they know what they're doing, sometimes they can get away with all kinds of things. I've, I've read about one professional thief uh, was uh, stealing valuable paintings uh, from museums uh, because he just had special techniques of making everyone think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> anyway, mm. she comes in and she comes into the maternity room uh, and she immediately just takes Krishna in, onto her lap. Uh, as if, again, she knows what she's doing and she's doing the right thing. Uh, um, and and oh, it's mentioned, yeah, this is nice. Ananta Aropaya Ankam Antakam. She placed the unlimited Lord on her lap for her own destruction. Antaka means destruction. And then it says, Yatoragam suptam abudhi rajudhi. Just as a fool places a sleeping snake on one's lap, thinking it to be a rope. Uh, this is an analogy which gets used in uh, philosophy in Vedanta, the mis un mistaking a rope for a snake. Uh, especially Shankaracharya liked that analogy, but we won't discuss that now. But it's interesting, it comes in the Bhagavatam in connection with Putana. Anyway, then, okay, so she's just taken this snake, <laughs> Krishna, black snake, on her lap, thinking it's a rope. In other words, she thinks it's just a harmless baby because Krishna's still a baby, so he's not dangerous, right? Wrong. <laughs> and then she proceeds to... Uh, so to say, feed Krishna from her breast. 
but what is her breast smeared with? It's smeared with a very deadly poison, a poison which if one just touches it, the tongue, one will be finished immediately. But here's, here's the point that Krishna sees. Krishna sees, of course, what Putana is up to. But what is, what is his reaction? What does he do? He closes his eyes. And then the question is, why does he close his eyes? And this is a question which the commentators discuss. Why does the Supreme Personality of Godhead appearing as a baby, why does he close his eyes when Putana takes him on his lap? And they have uh, given several reasons. Do you want to hear some yes. of these reasons? Yes. Yeah? No? Yes. 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 Okay. First reason is to show fear, to act as if he is afraid. Why? Because a small baby um, may feel fear um, in the in the arms of someone that the baby does not know, right? Um, so that could be a reason, but we might not believe that's really the reason. Um, a second reason, Putana would not, so that Putana would not be able to see his eyes directly. So if she would see his eyes, then she might have second thoughts because seeing the beauty of his eyes could change his heart, change her heart, change her heart, yes. Well, so that could be a reason why he closes his eyes. But a third reason is he does not want to see this evil person. Because what is Putana's intention? Obviously, his intention, her intention will not happen. She wants to kill him. That's not going to happen. But still, her intention is very evil. So Krishna doesn't doesn't want to even look at her, right? So that could be a reason. But another reason which could relate to the second reason. What was the second reason? It can charm the heart of Putana. Yes, uh, by seeing his eyes, uh, she might be charmed. So the, the third, the fourth reason is uh, in order to avoid overpowering uh, Putana with his glance. The glance of the Lord is said to be very, very, very powerful. In fact, there's a prayer to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, glorifying his glance. Famous prayer from... Uh, I think it's from Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur. Kaiva yam narakayate tridasapur akasha pushpayate durdam tendriya kala sarvapatali propkatadam strayate 
Vishram Purna Sukayate Vidimahendras Chakitayate Yad Karunya Kataksha Vaivavavatam Tam Gorameva Stamaha Yad Karunya Kataksha The uh, the merciful glance, the merciful sidelong glance of the Lord. I offer obeisance to that Lord. Why? Because by his sidelong glance, um, there are many results described in that verse. Kaival yam narakayate. One comes to uh, understand that so-called liberation is actually hell. <laughs> For example, Kaival Yam Narakayate, Tridasapura Kasha Pushpayate, and the place of the 30 gods, places of the 30 gods, that's just fantasy. Akasha Pushpa literally means flowers in the sky. It's a way of saying doesn't exist. <laughs> Durda, and especially interesting for us perhaps, Durdan Tendriya Kala Sarva Patali, Protkatadam Strayati. Our senses, which are very dangerous for ourselves, um, they're compared to the fangs of a black snake. Um, by the glance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who we have right here with us, together with his dear brother, Nityananda By his glance, what can happen? It's like, okay, there's a snake. It has very dangerous fangs. If those fangs are broken, snake is no longer dangerous. So uh, the Lord's glance is like the breaking of the teeth of a, the snake. Uh, of our senses. In other words, we we won't um, we won't get ourselves in trouble by our own senses if we see the glance of the Lord. So that glance is very powerful. You want to hear another reason why Krishna, baby Krishna, closed his yes his eyes. Yes. We'll be testing you at the end. No. <laughs> To avoid making uh, to avoid making the violence auspicious by the touch of his auspicious glance. So there's going to be some violence going to happen in a moment, and he doesn't want that to be auspicious. If his eyes would be open, then everything would be too auspicious. <laughs> so better to keep the eyes closed. Another reason, to avoid the shame of killing a woman acting as a mother. Um, She's acting as a mother. And of course, she will be blessed. Um, She will be blessed and become as a mother as a result of uh, this offering of the poison. Mm. 
Another reason, to avoid seeing the ghastliness of Putana's death. <laughs> so he's going to be the cause of Putana's death. How? Because as he's, so to say, sucking the so-called milk, which is actually poison, uh, which is not affecting Krishna at all, as he's as he's, he's sucking out her life. And she's going to be screaming, and it's going to be a whole drama. And everyone in Braj is going to be alerted and wondering what's going on. So he doesn't want to see this. <laughs> he's the cause of it, but he's, I don't want to see this. It's going to be a horrible scene. Better I don't look. <clears throat> And if, I think this is the final reason. No, there's two more reasons. You want to hear two more reasons? He's shutting his eyes. One is he understands that this woman is a child killer. So he doesn't want to have anything to do with child killer. So he just closes his eyes. And the final reason he says... He could not bear to see her killed. <laughs> Why? Because she was wearing clothing just like that of his auntie, Rohini. Rohini is the mother of his big brother, Balaram. And apparently, Putana was wearing similar clothes. And Krishna could have been thinking, oh, this would be so sad to see her um, to see her killed because she looks too much like my dear auntie. So I don't want to see. <laughs> so like this, we we generally understand that the Lord sees everything. And even when he closes his eyes, he sees everything. In South India, uh, in Sri Rangam Temple, this very big temple of Ranganath, uh, they observe uh, this period every year uh, of Shayana. It starts, I think, with Shayana Ekadashi. And then what do they call it when he wakes up? So every year, the four months of the rainy season, Lord Vishnu goes to sleep. And then he wakes up, uh, and it's a big celebration. Um, Krishna Vishnu, as Vishnu, is, uh, is known for his um, yoga nidra. Again, he might be considered as if uh, sleeping, but what is Krishna sleeping compared to our sleeping? Is Krishna is dreaming, or Vishnu is dreaming all of this. <laughs> all of what is for us waking is simply Vishnu's dreaming. Okay, but the point is simply that uh, I think it's nice to remember the Lord is our good friend. He sees and he is, because he's well-wishing, 
uh, can actually help guide us. And he sees better than we can see what is good for us. Uh, when we need to make decisions. So in practice, what that can mean, of course, we want to listen to the Lord in the heart. We may feel we cannot hear. We can consult with other devotees, senior devotees, and this way we can uh, get clear idea what we should do, what we should not do. And in this way, gradually, Prabhupada often said, there can be a change, a movement of our heart. So again, the Christian consciousness movement, it goes on on two dimensions, external, internal, and actually they're very much connected. If we can uh, connect to the external Krishna consciousness movement nicely, that can be very instrumental in the movement within that we can experience Krishna in the heart. And if we're nice to Krishna, Krishna will not close his eyes. Uh, He'll keep them open. Hare Krishna. Om Tat Sat. It's already eight o'clock. I think I should stop there. <laughs>